0: Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jared G. Martin. We've just celebrated the birth of Christ on Christmas Day. Quite often, after an event is over, we put up everything that we brought out to celebrate, and then we push that event to the side and go on to something else. But I want to tell you that Jesus Christ came to make a difference in our lives. He brought light to the world. He brought joy and peace. And he came to seek and to save those who are lost. I am struck by how when the angel Gabriel came to Mary and spoke to her about what God wanted to do in her life, she said, be it unto me, O God, according to your word. In other words, she said, Lord, have your way. What about you today? Do you want the Lord to have his way in your life from this point on. Come and go with us as we walk in the light of God's Word. In a few days, the symbolic date for the birth of Christ will be celebrated. People all over the world will have special presentations and events during this season. When I was a child, just a few years ago, We celebrated Christmas. Now we are restrained from celebrating Christmas. The schools used to have a Christmas break. Now they have a winter break. In order not to offend anyone in our country, we have holiday cards, holiday trees, holiday parties, And of course, happy holidays. I was thinking about this, and if you follow the teachings of Jesus, he asked us to remember and commemorate his death, his burial, and his resurrection. But he never asked us to remember his birth. And while we are in this season, however, it's a good time to recognize that he did come and to recognize the purpose for his coming. He came for a purpose. We have become so focused on the fact that he came that sometimes we don't emphasize the purpose for his coming. What does his coming mean to us and for us? Let's look at what we're told in the scriptures. In the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 11, we're told, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. He says, A Savior. And someone may think, why do I need a Savior? We'll find out. And he says, He's Christ, the Lord. And then Matthew writes in chapter 1, verse 21 She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because. He will save his people from their sins. This is his name, is Jesus. And he will save his people from their sin. His name is Jesus. And there's something about that name. The scriptures were particular. Now, I want you to know that his name is Jesus. What's his name? You know, you can talk about God all you want to and people don't seem to get that upset but when you start talking about Jesus uh, they start having a fit sometime. You, you talk about God in the school but you talk about Jesus they take it to another level. At the name of Jesus the demons will tremble. The Bible tells us at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. That's the name of Jesus and he will save his people. He's going to save his people. But I want to take a closer look then knowing that those are the reasons that he came. I want to take a look at a passage in Luke chapter 2 beginning at verse 25 and It's gonna tell us about a man and his uh, interaction with the coming of Christ. In Luke chapter two, verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Uh, This man, that we are introduced to called Simeon is not one of the popular characters of the Bible. If you're in a Bible trivia contest, they could have asked you, who was the man in Luke that was um, righteous and devout? You probably would not have guessed it was Simeon. But we are told four things about him. He was righteous not in his own eyes but in the eyes of the Lord so I want you to understand that we can say that we're righteous but it's the Lord who's going to make the judgment of whether we were righteous or not Uh, we can say that we're saved it's one thing to say that we're saved and it's another thing for the Lord to say that we're saved just thought I'd throw that in there Because the old saints used to say this, everybody talking about heaven ain't going. So you can say you're saved. I'm I'm reminded when uh, in the judgment, the man comes up and Jesus says to him, why are you calling me Lord, Lord, and you haven't done what I've asked you to do? And they said, we've cast out devils in your name. We've healed the sick in your name. We've done miracles in your name, Lord. And it's just like Jesus said, that's what you say." I'm not saying you did that. He said, get away from me. I don't even know you. But we're told about Simeon, he was righteous. And secondly, we're told he was devout. That word devout means he had a good grip on his relationship with the Lord. He had a good grip on his living. He had a good grip on his reverence. For God, his fear of the Lord and his love of the Lord. He was devout. And then, thirdly, he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. In other words, he was waiting for the comfort, the encouragement that comes from the fulfillment of the prophecy that he was looking forward to. He was looking forward to the coming Messiah, and he was waiting for that actually waiting although it had been hundreds of years there he was in his lifetime he was waiting and looking for the coming of the Lord and then the fourth thing we're told is that the Holy Spirit was upon him now I don't know where you are in your walk with the Lord but these are four things that if they are present in your life you're going to find yourself walking closely to the Lord if we are righteous. If we are devout in the sight of the Lord, and uh, how do we work into consolation? If you are looking for the return of Jesus Christ, such that in your lifetime, you are ordering your life, waiting and expecting the Lord to come at any minute. Oh, it got quiet on that one. Let me go over on this side. Forget about it. Uh, there was a time when the saints was looking for the Lord to come in their lifetime. There was a time. And that governed their behavior. My grandmother used to say, what if the Lord come back while you doing that? You can't go to that place and you're sitting up in that dog cafe and that honky-tonk. What if Jesus comes and, and you see you sitting up in there? That governed their lives. They were, that was the consolation they were looking for. I'm waiting on the Lord to come. Come on, Lord, any day, any time, I'm ready to go. Are the saints saying that now? Not right now, Lord. Not right now. Give me some time. I got to get myself together. No, see, when when the Lord comes, there's not going to be any time to get yourself together. The, Lord, the Bible says, whatever you're doing when he comes, just keep on doing it. Because it's going be to be stop motion. You ever seen any of these videos where they just stop the motion? Whatever you're doing. If you're sharp and you just grab something, just <laughs> keep, it in, keep it right Hold it right down. That's what you got. Whatever you're looking at on that video. If you're looking at pornography, just keep it on that channel. Here was Simeon, he says, you know, although it's been a hundred years, I believe God. I believe what's in the Word of God. I believe that the Messiah is coming, and I'm in the temple, and I'm waiting, and I'm watching, and I'm wondering, and I'm expecting. When is the church going to start expecting the Lord to come back? Now, if you've been reading the Scriptures, you ought to know that the end times— is upon us for what the prophecies have said that could occur in the end. The prophecy says in the end, you're going to have a crazy president. And the people are going to be living like they were in the days of Noah. For they won't know God, and there is no God, and they're going to be doing everything like there was in Sodom and Gomorrah. Are we getting close? And he said that in the last days, there are going to be things happening and everybody in the world is going to see it. And I said, how could that be? You're going to have iPads and Apple watches that we're going to tap into and you're going to see it. In the last days, read in Revelation, two witnesses get killed in Jerusalem and they're going to be raised up and the world will see them come to life. We have the technology for that. We didn't have that 50 years ago. He's coming before and he's coming. We had two people say he's coming again. That's the Christian belief. That's the core of our doctrinal belief as Christians. Jesus said, I am coming again and I'm coming to take a church back with me. He says, I'm coming. Do you believe it or not? He says, I'm coming. We've got to work. Yeah, 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 yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Yeah, yeah, right. Simeon says he's coming. Somebody says, I've been waiting for a generation. It's been a thousand years. Yeah, but you might have been a thousand years, but, I'm, but he's coming. If we're waiting and if we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we, we will find favor of the Lord. And he's going to work in our lives and he's going to work throughout our lives. I am so excited about what Jesus came to earth to do. He came to seek and to save those who are lost. He came to give us an abundant life and he came to give us not only an abundant life, but an eternal life. If you would like to hear today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast at The Light of the World Daily with Jerry G. Martin. When Jesus comes into our life, into our heart, he empowers us to continue the work that he began. He wants to use every born-again believer to get something done. And I'm excited about the new year coming. For several years, The Light of the World have joined with several other pastors to host a men's prayer on the first Friday of every new year. It is pastors from different churches and different denominations who have the same heart and the same mind to come together to get men to take the lead and pray for our homes and our family, our community and our country and our world. So I want you to join us. If you're a pastor, join us. We're going to be at the Greater Love Mission Church of God in Christ at 8410 Lay Road on Friday, January the 5th, beginning at 7 p.m. We will be there with Pastor Kevin Childs and several other pastors from our Impact ministry group, but we want you to be there as well. If you're a pastor or a minister, and we encourage you to bring your men together to pray together and join our voices with your voices as we speak in unity over our city, over our families, and over our community. It's going to be a great opportunity to start the new year out with men standing firm. It will be a new opportunity in a new year to have a new man doing new things for God. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.